0: Hello and welcome to a word for this day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm so thankful that you chose to listen today. Um, it continues to be such a blessing uh, that so many are wanting to download these podcasts and and learn more about God's word and what He has for him and for them in His word. Because we know that the Scripture says the sum of all of His word is truth. And friends, our Our world needs truth. Our world needs Jesus. Our world needs God. And so I'm so thankful that you're here. And I would continue to invite you to um, share this with anyone that you think may be interested, Um, anyone that you think may want to um, dig a little deeper into the scripture each day. And, um, then my prayer is once that you start doing this, that you'll want to do even more on your own, um, because it really does snowball the one, the the more you spend time with the Lord and the more that you see how much he loves you and how much he has for you, the more you want to spend time with him. And, um, I just pray that, um, he will continue to give you a hunger and a thirst for more of him. Well, now on to the most important part of this podcast, and that is talking about the Scripture. Um, The chosen Scripture for January the 31st, 2022 comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 31, and it reads as follows, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day." Well, when you think about this, um, that we started 31 days ago, can you believe that? And um, I just thank you so much for all of you who have come along and continue to listen. Um, We're back at the beginning. Genesis means beginning. And um, I'm just so excited about this today. Um, This is the first time that we have parked in Genesis for any length of time. The first time that we're going to talk about the author. And I'm just so excited to share this with you and um, look forward to traveling this road together. Now, um, Genesis is the first book of the Bible, and it means beginnings or in the beginning. It begins with the history of creation, the history of humankind, and even as early as chapter 3 of Genesis talks about um, a prophecy of jesus in genesis chapter 3 verse 15 and all the way uh, jesus and god's story of his love for man um runs from genesis all the way to the end to the book of revelation and it's just so exciting we know that the ultimate author is god because as i mentioned earlier in this month when i encouraged you all to um uh, memorize Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen and seventeen. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We know that God, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were the ultimate authors of, or uh, the ultimate author of the Scripture, but He used men. Uh, inspired men to pen the words and in this case um we know that it's Moses, not because, like some of our letter, our other letters that we've studied, it says I Moses wrote this at the very beginning, but because of several references throughout the Scripture back to Moses being the author, and we'll touch on some of those today. I wish we had time to talk about every single one of them, um, but that would take much longer than a 20 or 25 minute podcast. But I'll give you those references so you can look back yourself when you're doing your time of study, and I think you'll be so blessed by that so some more background the first five books of the bible the first five books of the old testament are known as the pentateuch penta means five um it's also known as the book of the law or the book of moses and um we know from several references of scripture that god told moses to write these things down and then jesus later talks about the law and the prophets, and how he fulfills those, and um, even uh, we'll we'll talk about a verse where Jesus says, "I'm the one that Moses talked about." And so you have that endorsement, that proof from the, the words of our Savior. Um, and so it's just exciting when you think about that. And it's a good idea, as we've talked about before, to know who wrote the book and why it was written. And so um, this was written as a reminder as um, and then to tell the children of Israel, God's chosen people, what to do, how to live, how to act, and um, we learn so much from those things. And before we talk about Moses um, in more detail, I just want to just show you some of these verses um, talking about the authorship, about Moses being the author. If we look in Exodus, which is the second book in the Bible, so Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, those are the first five books of the bible those are that's the law the books of moses Uh, they're sometimes referred to uh, by the jewish people and in the scriptures (laughs) excuse me Uh, but if we look in exodus chapter 17 verse 14 it says then the lord said to moses write this as a memorial book in a book and recite it to the ears of joshua and um, then he goes on to tell more there and then in numbers chapter 33 uh, verse 2 it says Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by command of the Lord and then it says and these are the stages and it goes on from there and then in Joshua 8 Verse 31, it says, uh, oh, let me find it. Just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the people of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses. And so I hope you could see that um, God inspired Moses to write these words. And it's just amazing to me that God would have given Moses all this detail. And there's various stories in the, or various accounts throughout the first five books of the Bible where, um, God told Moses to write things down, where he called him up on the mountain and he, um, said, write these things. And, um, it's just amazing that he would be able to give us such a detailed history, but it came from God to Moses and then now to us. Oh, and I said I wasn't going to go through all of these, but I cannot leave this one out. In Malachi, which we've talked about a couple of times, it's the last book of the Old Testament, that last book of prophecy before those 400 silent years between the Old Testament and New Testament where no one heard from God. Um, Malachi chapter four. This is the Lord speaking, um, through the prophet Malachi. He says, Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statues and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. So even God is confirming there again that he told Moses to write these things down. And then just a few from where uh, Jesus spoke um, in Mark chapter 12, verse 26, this is Jesus talking, he says, and as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses and the passage about the, about the bush? So Jesus is uh, talking about it there. And then if we look in Luke chapter 24, this was after Jesus's um, crucifixion, resurrection, and those those days that he was on Earth before he ascended, he walked with some men on the Emmaus road, and at first they didn't recognize him, but then <coughs> Scripture picks up here in um, Luke chapter twenty four, verse twenty seven, and it says, "And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he Jesus interpreted to them all the scriptures." Uh, interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself so he went all the way back to the book of Moses all about that history that God had given Moses to write down and went all of through that and the prophets and explained how he was the Messiah and oh my goodness that should just make your toes tingle and then one more and these are in red letters too in John chapter 5 in verses uh, let's see 46 and 47 um, but beginning in 46, it, this is Jesus talking. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So there again, Jesus says um, he gives credence to um, and proof to the fact that Moses wrote um, those books of the law. And I pray that this is exciting for you, that you can start to get a feel for how how all the Scripture comes to, kind of fits together and how Scripture confirms Scripture. As we move on from Genesis, which happened before Moses was born, obviously, we move from creation to um, Adam and Eve and Noah and the ark and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and uh, all of his sons. And then we move into Exodus, which is where Moses first comes on the scene. And we read about him. And I'm going to let you do that. I'm not going to read all of that. But it's wonderful to see how that history is laid out. But um, Moses, uh, the birth of Moses is mentioned beginning in chapter two of Exodus. And um, it's a Sunday school story. If you were blessed to be able to go to Sunday school about the little baby Moses who was hidden in the in the. In the basket in the river to keep from being murdered by um, the king by Pharaoh's uh, command, and then Pharaoh's daughter finds him in the in the river, and he is raised and educated as an Egyptian. So he gets this uh, world class education, and then God uses that in a mighty way later. And Exodus talks about the Exodus where where God uses Moses to lead his children, the children of Israel, the children of Jacob, um, out of their slavery. And uh, so it's just really neat to see how God uses this. <clears throat> and then he used Moses to teach the Israelites to uh, write the law that they would have. And we know that he wrote, uh, as I mentioned, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy up until the last part of Deuteronomy tells where um, Moses passed away um, on Mount Nebo. And then Joshua, who was his successor, probably wrote the very last little bit of that after um, Moses died. Um, but it all fits together as a wonderful history. And... Um, it's just such a blessing. And again, I just think it's important for us to know if we can know who the author is and, um, and to think about that as we study today's verse. Now, if we back up to Genesis, which um, means beginning or origin, and that actually comes, the name Genesis in the English title uh, comes from the Greek translation of the Septuagint, um, which means origins, but the Hebrew title, the original Hebrew, the title of the book was just called In the Beginning. It went after the first uh, words of the uh, book. And the other books of the uh, Pentateuch, or those first five books of the Bible, in the Hebrew, they go by their first few words, and that's how they're um, recognized. Just a little aside there. But in Genesis, in these first few chapters, we find um, about the beginning, about the beginning of, of all of the earth as we know it, and uh, talks about who the creator is, and it's very clear. And um, we read about beginning in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we talked a little bit about this way back on January the 1st. So 30 days ago, when we started this journey together, when we looked at John 1, 1, which said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was with God at the beginning. And that correlates to this. As I may have mentioned, I think I mentioned in that very first episode, um, when we look at the Hebrew for God, where it says, in the beginning, God. That God is Elohim, and it's a plural. And so um, that helps us to know that Jesus was with God in the beginning, and the Spirit was as well. As we, as we read, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we have all three Of them, that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, there. And it's confirmed when we read um, later in John 1 1, as I mentioned, where it says, The Word was God and the Word was with God in the beginning. And also in Colossians. In chapter 1 beginning in verse 15 and we've read this so many times but it is so important it's critical it's foundational it said he and that is jesus is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and um that just reminds us that the godhead was there god the father god the son god the holy spirit and um i love that when you think about they were all there together at the beginning of time as we know it um but before time uh, ever began they were together with this plan of um creation and i want you to take the time uh when you have time to please go back and read that story of creation in the first uh, two or three chapters of Genesis, but especially in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, where it's outlined very clearly. And God must have told Moses how to write this down because Moses wasn't there. And who else would have told him? No one else would have been there um, to tell him. And uh, we know from Exodus that, Moses spent a lot of time with God in solitude on the mountain and um, God would tell him to write these things and he did Um, but anyway just a recap as we go through leading up to our verse for the day um, it goes through the six days of creation and on day one the Lord said, let there be light, and then, and he created night and day. And then on day two, God separated the waters from the waters, and so it's thought that he made the atmosphere, and then he made the seas. And then um, in day three, God gathered the waters in in a place by themselves, and then he created dry land. And then after there was dry land, he had there to be um Vegetation and plants and trees and all this sort of stuff. Interestingly, before there was a sun. (laughs) Um, but he had already created the light and he created everything. So he would have created photosynthesis and he made the plants, interestingly enough, before there was what we know of as photosynthesis. And then in day four, and I'm sorry, that's just a nerdy science thing. And that's because I have a science, some science background. And then in day four, he created, it talks about the, the two bodies, um, the sun and the moon, one to rule the day and one to rule the night. In day five, he made all the uh, anim- the fish and the birds. And then in day six, he made the animals that walk on the uh, ground or the beast of the field, the creeping things, and he made man. And, um, we read that God says in Genesis 127, um, uh, it said, so God created man in his own image and the image of God, cre- he created him male and female, he created them. And that's where we finally come onto the scene. And let me just say a little bit about this, the world today, um, And a lot of science is going to try to say this could not have happened in six days. And I choose to believe, um, because I know that the sum of God's word is truth. I know that it is absolutely true and I'm not going to try to fit my man-made understanding into a box with God, because the thing is we can't understand how, um, how it all fit together, um. And we know that God's ways are not our ways. We know that his ways are much higher than our ways. And I think that's where faith comes in. Um, we also know that he tells us that the um, he is so much more wise than we are. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. And who are we, the created, to tell the creator how he made things happen or that it didn't happen the way that his word says it is? Um, I do, I do not want to be counted in that number. And I know that there are lots of people who claim to be Christians who know the word, who try to say that there's, um, that the earth is much older than what the Bible says it is. And I'll, I'm not here to debate that. I'm just going on God's word said it, His word is true. And that's where I'm going to put my faith and my trust and not on anything that man tries to, um, explain it away as. But we go through all of this story of creation, and then we get to our verse for the day. And that is Genesis 131 that says, "...and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good." And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. You know, the interesting thing when you go back at the, each of those days where it says there was evening and morning on the first day, then the second day, um, they will all say, And God said, and God saw that it was good. And you know, that's very interesting. At the end of each day, he said, And God saw that it was good. But at the end of all of creation, at the end of the sixth day, it says, um, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Um, God made a wonderful thing and it was before sin entered. So everything was good. It was perfect. It was a paradise. And then later we'll read in Genesis about the fall of man and uh, where sin entered the world. And that's when things started going downhill. And that's why we need a savior to save us from that sin. That's why he sent Jesus. Um, and he even, um, gave a little bit of a prophecy or a foreshadowing about that in Genesis 3.15, and then carried it all the way through the Scripture because He knew how men's hearts were. He knew about our fleshly side, um, and He so wants to love us. He loved the whole world um, that He gave His only Son for us. And I think it's important to make a distinction here. You know, there are some people that will say, um, based on this Scripture, that... Well, everybody's basically good, but that totally goes against what the whole council of Scripture says. When God saw this, everything was good, but it was before the fall. It was before sin, and then later, once sin entered, uh, we read in in the Psalms and in Romans that there's not one righteous, no, not one. Psalm 14 says the fool says in his heart there is no god they are corrupt they do abominable abominable deeds there is none who does good and Psalm 53 is almost identical to that and these were psalms of David um but that was that our our actions on their own just from us are not good Paul uh, recounts this in Romans chapter 3 verses 10 through 12 and then Jesus Jesus even said this when uh, the rich young ruler came up to him. And we see this recorded in two places in Mark's gospel and in Luke's gospel. But in Mark chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, um, it says, And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. And so Jesus was reminding them that, People that are not God are not good on their own. But I do not think, I do not think that Jesus was saying that he was not good. I think he was trying to get the rich young ruler to realize who he, Jesus, was. Jesus was God. So he was good. He lived a perfect, sinless life. And that's why he was able to be the perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world, for your sin and my sin. Um... But it's just important to make that distinction because people um will you will hear people say, Oh, well they're they're mostly they're just a good person or they've got a good heart. Well the truth is None of us have a good heart. We are all sinners. We've all fallen short of God's glory. But there's an answer. There's a remedy, and it's in Jesus. And, and he came and died for all of us. And that is just such a blessing that we can be covered in his, his blood, covered in his righteousness, and seen as right before God. But it's through Jesus. There is only one way, and it's Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And I just hope you can gather from this verse that all that God did, all that he created is good um but because of sin in the world it is stained and and tainted and that's why we have so much trouble in the world but we can praise him for the wonderful things that he's done his wonderful creation we can praise him for all that he does in our lives we can praise him for having the plan of salvation for us and friend i would urge you to do that to thank him for that so friend I I hope that you will continue to read God's word, study God's word, live God's word, and share God's word. And I want to close with this psalm of praise. Um, Psalm 146, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, the Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves righteous, loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners and up, upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Blessings, friend. Until next time.